What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Five Star Joshi Show here on the Fight Game Media Network. I am your host, as always, Scott Edwards, and it's an exciting new era for this show. As moving forward, this show will be free every single week on all podcast platforms. Uh, so if you're listening to me on Spotify, Apple, or whatever it may be, thank you so much. I'm very happy to be here. If you are a Patreon subscriber, there is still good news for you. I will be putting up every single video of this show on the Patreon for everyone to watch every single week. So you can see my wonderful slides. Me, I don't know, get pretty mad at stuff because that happens a lot. Um, and anything else. I will also be providing breaking news from time to time if the world of Joshi has something. This week it did, but this wasn't an idea until after that. Um, I would have had like seven videos up within um 24 hours which would have maybe been a headache but that's the exciting news there i also be doing a live stream on the 18th for gold rush which we have a lot to talk about there because tam doesn't want to show up to work i'm just kidding i'm just kidding she's hurt um but overall i'm looking forward to doing that but we have to start one place today and i have a special guest for that conversation it is none other than my good friend Rob Goodwin from the Stardom Cast. Rob, welcome to the show. Hello, how are you, Scott? Thanks for having me, man. Excited to be Hi. here on this in this new era of your. I podcast. know it's it was perfect timing, right? It's like new era. It's funny because we weren't going free for another month, and then everything happened this week, and we were like, "All right, it's time," <laughs> and I'm very excited about that. Um, I, I think for me, it's like. What's a better time? Oh, when, you know, everyone is possibly leaving. But it's okay. It's okay. Everyone's <laughs> leaving. Everyone's hurt. It's a tough time. But it's a time that we are ready to uh, get ourselves prepared for. So, uh, Rob, how have you been? I've been good, man. I've been good. Um, things are going well. Obviously, stardom, as you've uh, as you've alluded to, has been uh, an eventful place over the last couple of months for uh, for better not and unfortunately worse. No, not, not the wrestling. wrestling. No, the wrestling has taken something of a backseat, especially this week. Um, but yes, everything is going stupendously well. As you can see, I'm in an Under Armour because it is ferociously cold in the UK at the moment. Um, I'm sure you can appreciate that from where you're from. Um, but yes, other I'm than that, things... As we speak. 
Yeah, absolutely. But you're brave now in a t-shirt, whereas I'm in like 13 layers. Um, but yes. That's how it goes. <laughs> That's how it goes. <laughs> but yes, things are going very well, my man. What about yourself? I, I'm doing great. Obviously, the show is free now, so I, I couldn't be doing much better. But this week... It was it was a couple headaches, couple headaches. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie. Um, if you cover what we do, um, some of it's like, ah, oh, man. Some of it's, excuse me, and then some of it's, I have no idea what's going on. Which is the fun of our podcast, right? I'll I'll be talking about some of it later, but I wanted you to be on here for the lead story because I think uh, you, of course, will help me kind of guide through this conversation from a wrestling aspect, a stardom aspect. And of course, the the wrestler herself, and that is of course Julia. Because folks, it's happening. <laughs> WWE is officially interested in Julia. Uh, PW Insider popped up with that report. It was I remember when I saw the report on my pop up on my phone. It said exclusive WWE seeking to sign current New Japan champion. I was like, oh sweet. Who are they taking <laughs> away? Oh, it's gonna be Osprey. It's gonna be like someone like and then I was like, I opened it and I see her face. I was like <laughs> come on man. Come on. Why why did it have to be the one that well the one of the two. If it was the other one I I probably would have canceled the show uh <laughs> yeah. trust me mate i wouldn't be here today if it was the other one no no i don't think i would have invited anyone i would have just been like show's over we're done <laughs> so long just See a black ya. background in mourning yeah no i, yep. I feel that brother i feel that <laughs> but yes wwe is interested in julia as reported by pw insider confirmed by dave Meltzer, but conflicting reports after that um PW Insider went as far as saying that one source stated the talks are far enough uh, far enough long that Julia is expected at the WWE Performance Center sometime this month, which was confusing um, because obviously we were like, I don't know how that would work. She signed to a company, but sure, sure. It's WWE. So you don't rule out anything. We've seen wrestlers go to the Performance Center, right? Utami went to the Performance Center. Yu Yamashita went to the Performance Center. Does that mean they are, you know, joining? No. But when you see that, you instantly like, okay, well, that's not great. And then, of course, Dave Meltzer comes back, says she signed till March. Um, Bushy Road's not just gonna, you know, let her walk right into the performance center. She's pretty much booked up until at least January with Battle in the Valley, where she'll be defending the strong women's championship, I presume. So get that all out of the way. I mean, we got we got that all covered. We got the uh the the important stuff covered. And I just want to start this conversation by off by saying this. WWE shouldn't be allowed to be a professional wrestling company if they were in, if they weren't interested in Julia. Every company in the world should get one look at Julia and her aura and be interested in her services. That's where I start this conversation off. Rob, how did you feel about the news? Uh, sick if i'm perfectly honest um i me and matt were texting um about something and uh, he sent me the pwi um article and it was a it did come something out of the blue really but it was very much a case of when you hear the wwe want someone uh, their track record of booking stars 
anyway isn't great. And you automatically get that vision of Julia just being a member of, uh, you know, I don't know, Joe Gacy's group or something, NXT. And uh, it's just, yeah, something terrible, being under a mask or something. But you're absolutely right. You know, there are very few wrestlers that ooze the sort of charisma and just inherent star power that Julia has done, what, since... I would argue early 2021 is when she really started to find her stride and become this incredibly magnetic figure. You can't not look at her. You can't not focus on her. Um, I completely agree with you. I think I'd be amazed if AEW hasn't looked at Julia, if Impact Wrestling hasn't looked at Julia. If you have the money, if you want a, you know, the strongest women's division, you've got to look at stardom and you know who better in stardom at the moment who is on a better run who is more marketable than julia i mean just look at her she's got everything the star power the aura the wrestling acumen she's improved massively in the ring she's improved massively with her ring sort of awareness and things like that plus it doesn't it helps that every wrestling company wants that gorgeous star and yeah julia is gorgeous. There's no getting around that. So it's it was unsurprising that WWE wanted Julia. The art, the way the article was worded, was They're very very cool. strange. <laughs> yeah, it was it was almost as though like we'd missed a couple of days in this wrestling story yeah. because they went from um, there's interest and in, oh she's basically signed, um, which is absolute nonsense, obviously because she can't turn up this month because she is signed to a contract with Bushi Road. Bushi, and it's it's worth pointing out here that Julia is, at the moment, the biggest star in stardom. Mm-hmm. Stardom are currently without half their roster <laughs> re- with regard to injuries. The only way Julia is going to be allowed to walk before March is if Bushi Road allow her to sort of not see out the rest of her contract, which which <laughs> is not going to happen. Obviously, right. you've got no Utami, no Sire, you've got no Hannon now, you've got no uh, Starlight Kid. She's just coming back from injury. You've got no Tam. Your Red Belt champions now on the shelf as well. The last thing you want is one of your last big stars that's actually fit to then be going off to the WWE. It's whether whether there has been interest, whether it's concrete interest, um, it's certainly not going to happen before March. I would be amazed if we are back again in a couple of months and she's already gone. I'd be amazed. I 100% agree. The way I looked at it uh, when the news came out was, first of all, instant doom in my heart. Um, instant sadness, of course, as <laughs> as any stardom fan should have if Julia is possibly walking out the door. Um, but then I sat back and I thought about it. I was like, okay. And then, you know, the Meltzer stuff came out, so that always helps. Um, <laughs> but I thought about it, and it's like, this is the same scenario as Io Shirai to me with Julia. Julia is the bona fide top superstar of the company right she she's someone that doesn't need the top title to be at the top of the conversation she is a complete package of a woman's pro wrestler 
in the year 2023. She's a complete package of a pro wrestler in the year 2023. But you know, in America, if you're a women's pro wrestler, that's a complete package. It's all the it's all the better because of just how certain companies book. Um, certain companies, all of them, for the most part. Um, <laughs> but she is someone again who I think, as time has gone on, we've all kind of accepted inevitably if she wants to make that jump someone will be waiting for her to do so um the good news however is that stardom unlike when eo left couldn't be better suited to move forward and that's the way i'm looking at this because no julia's not out the door tomorrow no julia may not even leave in march you know she could easily resign if she wants to stay with Bushi Road, New Japan, and maybe dip into AEW a little. That's always a possibility, right? If she don't want to go to America mm. full-time. Um, but no matter what, stardom couldn't be better suited for something like this if it were to happen. There is no roster in the world better suited for this. Yes, they're banged up right now. I get that. But when they are 100%, there are so many hungry, ready wrestlers that I couldn't have less of a fear for them long term short term yeah it's gonna sting if julie is not here that's just natural but it's not the same scenario with eo leaving where it's like all right mayu and momo you need to you need to carry us <laughs> mayu momo and kagetsu you you three are like this is it and everyone else we just gotta build up right it's not absolutely the same scenario this time around and i think that is almost exciting in a way. Again, I'm not hoping Julie is leaving. But no. the yen is down. WWE money talks. The interest of going international. Julia has very much shown that this year. That's why she's pretty much strong women's champion to begin with. I'm pretty sure because she wanted mm -hmm. to do international. So with that mindset, I think stardom is going to be just fine if the time were to come and she walked out. You look at this year's five-star Grand Prix, and the final was Suzu Suzuki versus Micah, who, if Julia is to leave, and again, I don't think she's leaving. Um, I personally think her contract is longer than March. I, I, March is such a strange time to do contracts. It tends sure. to be the start of the year or the end of the year, so I'd be amazed if she signed to March. I'm, I'm sure we'll find out Um sooner rather than later. But, you know, Micah, Suzu Suzuki, you have got two of the best young wrestlers in the world, irrespective of gender, in Starlight Kid and Azumi, just waiting in the wings. You've got Natsupoi, who had a blinding five-star Grand Prix. So, you know, right off the bat there, and that's not even counting the likes of Sayakamatani and Utami, who are already sort of main event players and are still young. I think Sai is 26 and Utami's 25 so or 24. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the, the youth on the roster is absolutely ridiculous. And, you know, when Stardom lost EO, having just lost Kyrie as well, it's worth pointing out, um, there was literally Mayu, Momo Watanabe, and Kigetsu, like you mentioned. 
Wu was 18 at the time, Momo, and just won the title. Who was 18 at the time, just won the title, and then a year later had a really bad injury. So it could have been significantly worse, but it was a case of, right, we need to build stars and we need to build them quickly. Um, and then, of course, you know, thankfully we had the likes of Hannah Kimura come through, Hazuki come through, um, you know, all sort of Tami, for example. Yeah. yeah. So stardom are used to this. Stardom have done this. And the unfortunate thing is that no company is safe from, you know, the likes of the WWE who can simply offer more money than most other companies can. I mean, you look at New Japan. New Japan lost AJ Styles, Shinsuke Nakamura, and the club all in one fell swoop. Pretty much gutted the, you know, the sort of lower main event scene. And they recovered and they were fine. They just pushed other people to that scene. Stardom are in a very, very lucky position that not only have they got fantastic wrestlers on their roster, as proved by the fact that they were able to carry the five-star Grand Prix after all the injuries, but they've also got youth on their side. And that's really important as well. It's not a quick fix. You know, Julia, uh, sorry, Starlight Kid and Azumi, like I said, 21 and 20, I think, or 21 and 22. Um, So they've got, you know, what, six, seven years left in ring at the very least, or you hope anyway, fingers crossed, touch wood. That's, you know, that's very, very exciting. Because for me, if Stardom were to run the Tokyo Dome, which they want to do at some point, whether that's, you know, 2025, like they initially said, or whether it's pushed back, I could legitimately see Starlight Kid and Azumi main eventing the Tokyo Dome. And I don't think a single Joshi fan or Stardom fan would go, they don't feel like they belong in that main event. They do, absolutely. So, yes, in in basically in uh, being a bit more concise, losing Julia would suck massively in the short haul because she is such a star. But that just offers another opportunity to, you know, a Micah, for example, who I would love to see fill that role and i think from the the small bits that we've seen of her in the main event scene has more than enough to fill that fill that hole i do have a running gag on this show that i mock micah just you know because she keeps losing her big matches um <laughs> <laughs> but she is she wins up them, you know it goes to that next level right uh Absolutely. yeah the, the way it, the way i look at it overall at the end of the day is No matter if Julia is here after March or gone, it's time to go all in on the next generation, right? Mm. Because Utami's built up, Saya's built up, Mirai's built up, Micah can be built up. It takes it's very easy because she has the fans behind her. Wouldn't be that Mm -hmm. hard, right? To just go that next step. So they're ready. Um, you could always push Suzuki, who obviously fans have been crying for it to happen crying for myself included i watched just i watched uh this weekend she did uh, it wasn't even this weekend it was last weekend actually it was the triple threat like her micah and ruaka and i was like hazuki's always an mvp on house shows but now that natsu has gone now that like half the roster's gone there's almost no one more valuable to my entertainment on these shows <laughs> than her like I said, we recorded yesterday and we laugh about Hazuki because she's just no days off Hazuki. Like it doesn't matter if she's in the main event 
challenging for that red belt or if she's in the opener against Fukik and Death, she is at the same level, that same intensity. And it's hilarious. It's brilliant. It makes for fantastic wrestling, but it is really, really funny that in a five-minute three-way with Ruaka, she's still throwing bombs in the same way she would be if she was wrestling for the red belt. She's a brilliant wrestler. So she's she someone is. you push. Natsupoi's obviously ready to go. Like, I think, mm-hmm. and, and when I say ready to go, I don't mean she's walking back into health right now. I have no idea what her health status is. I know she's injured. But sh- when she's ready to go, I think everyone is ready for her to get that next step. She has shown she's ready for that next step. Um, and then, of course, there are the future talents. You instantly look at Sue Suzuki, who, mind you, just won the five-star Grand Prix. I think she'll be fine. Um, I just realized <laughs> that my my camera was being covered this whole time. Um, <laughs> we have Azumi, who I think, again, everyone's ready to take that next step. Starlight Kid, same goes for her. You have Hanan, who's obviously getting prepared for the main event level, teaming with Mayu, Tommy, stuff like that, right? Um and overall, this is when you start going with them mm. to me because you want to just have them ready. It's not, okay, let's get there, see if Julia's going to still be around, and then do it. You get ahead of the curve, which they already are in many ways, right? You said it perfectly. Suzu and Micah were just in the five-star final. Now, was that the planned final? Probably not, but they went with it. <laughs> They went with it. They were willing to go with them. There is a reality where Tam will not be here in, you know, in a couple of years because she has teased retirement as many times as any wrestler I've ever seen without actually doing it. Um, You know, apart from, apart from Keiji Muto. That, well, that yeah, but, well, that's the that's the level. <laughs> I expect Tam to have a Keiji Muto like retirement run. The actual Tam Road. If she doesn't market it as the Tam Road, what are we even doing? I mean, you're absolutely right though with Tam. Mayu's the same. Mayu's oh, the same. Nope, we don't say that. <laughs> no, that's illegal on the show. You, you are talking to the number one Mayu fan, man. But you know, these these main eventers, you know, people who we've built the company around, they aren't going to be wrestling forever. And you're absolutely right. What better way to integrate them into that main event scene than right now when they still have the talent that we've got in Julia, um, in Tam, in Mayu? I mean, you look at this year's Dream Queendom, assuming everyone is fit, obviously, and assuming that Tam has the red belt still, you know, you could quite easily have Utami take that belt. You could quite easily have Suzu Suzuki if you are going to push the um, the five-star shot back. You could put Natsupoy in the white belt match with Mirai, and everyone would go, that's amazing. I hope she wins. You could put Hazuki in that role with the white belt. There's so many people you can put in line for those belts that aren't Julia, Mayu, Tam, that as long as everyone's fit and raring to go, I don't have... Now, if you were to ask me if you had a choice of losing Julia or not losing Julia, obviously I don't want to lose Julia. Correct. She's the Correct. she is the biggest star in the company, and not one person in that company has grown in my estimation as much as Julia has since her debut. Like I've gone from sick of her being thrust down my throat in 2020 to just being the most captivating thing on screen. And I'm happy to be proved wrong. I really am. Um, and through all this as well, we've still got Mina as well, who is, you know, obviously a lot older, but 
is still very, very good and has proved herself to be good in that main event scene. So, again, much as WWE's money does talk, and we've seen it many, many times, I'm not overtly concerned about Stardom's ability to bounce back. No, no. And Rob, I will let the Mayu number one fan thing slide. That's fine. It's my <laughs> show, so like, it's okay. Um, but overall, you're absolutely right. Like, you're absolutely right. Like, all these, they have all these players in the game. Mm. You just got to use them now. And I also like to remind people, Stardom likes to sign a few wrestlers here and there. I don't know if you know that, right? It's a few every <laughs> year. This year, they had the biggest haul ever. They got Suzu Suzuki away from prominence and away yeah. from death matches. It's a huge get, that is. Huge. Which, which I predicted, and people call me crazy, but I said, money talks. And not only yeah. does money talk, she's undeniable. She's an undeniable star, mm-hmm. and she's won the five-star Grand Prix. Um, but I think that is also going to come into play next year. There are going to be people signed. There are going to be people brought in to this company to succeed. Um, I don't know who, because I'd never know who's a free agent these days um, oh, besides know. freelancers. And most of the freelancers have a contract with Sukebon at this point. So I don't mm-hmm. really know how that works. Um, clearly it's not that bad because half of them work for stardom. Um, yeah. <laughs> right. I was just going to say, uh, to be fair, Unagi works every single promotion she possibly can, so they're clearly not that true. exclusive. <laughs> right, that's very true. So, like, the way I look at it as well is if Julia leaves, don't be surprised if they use that money elsewhere. You know? Mm-hmm. You, you, but, again, this isn't me assuming she's going, because this is Julia. Julia is someone who has been very open about wanting to, you know, create make joshi wrestling bigger and however whatever road she wants to do that whether that's go to wwe with the likes of eo and Kyrie, or continue kind of leading the charge for stardom she's going to do it mm-hmm. um my hope my selfish hope and i'll be 100 frank i want her to stay and never leave because she's julia <laughs> no one wants to lose julia i still am waiting for the world of stardom title reign that i didn't get this year <laughs> you know i didn't get anything Tam ruined that. I didn't, get, <laughs> I didn't get any. I got the great story, right, to end the year last year, and then it was like, yeah. ah, psych. Yeah. It it was a very strange style run, wasn't it? Like, we exercised the demons from our past and then instantly lost it. Honestly, I'm so glad Matt hasn't come on, simply because he'd be losing his mind right now. Um, but, yeah, I until Julia has completed that arc, I would be I'd be amazed if she leaves with this being her only red belt reign. Um, yeah. Obviously, at the moment we have two people who've ever held the red belt more than once: Io and Mayu. I fully expect that in the next two three years, Utami to have joined that group and right. Julia to have joined that group. So that's that is another thing. She wants to be the top of the company. And what she held the belt for, I think it was a hundred and something days. She's the second shortest reigning red belt champion, I think. Life so that, don't clip that. I, I think right. that's right. Well, this entire segment's getting clipped, so that's tough. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I appreciate I appreciate you say don't clip that. Um, <laughs> so I guess overall to kind of just finish this thought up, I will go on the WWE side here. 
you should want Julia. If you're AW, you'd be silly not to join into the sweepstakes to get Julia. Um, all I ask is if she goes to either one, you better book her right. If she isn't a hundred percent of the same badass that she is, I understand if she's in WWE, she ain't hitting all the same moves. I get that. Um, but the aura still needs to be there. If you're watching this video, if you saw the thumbnail for this video and you saw Julia and she's not that, then you're not getting Julia. You're, you're, you're wasting your money on not getting the full Julia that I knew once she went to America was going to start getting the full attention from these companies. Because quite frankly, that first um, appearance at Multiverse United, she was the biggest star on that show. On a show that had Hiroshi Tanahashi. On a show that had the Motor City Machine Guns. Like all these popular wrestlers here in America. Who was the most popular wrestler? Julia. Julia. Yeah. Um, just sort of piggybacking on what you've just said, I have infinitely more faith because when you said at the very very start of this segment how did you feel when the uh when the news broke that wwe were interested in julia i had one picture in my mind and it was from the shinsuke nakamura jinder mahal feud when they did the weird face photos of shinsuke and i was like this is this is former iwgp world heavyweight champion shinsuke nakamura iwgp heavyweight sorry um and if the same powers that be were in charge, I would have nothing but fear for Julia's booking. However, there's a reason Kyrie's gone back. Um, I have infinitely more faith in the current creative that Julia yeah. would be used correctly um, yeah. than if it was still Vince and Bruce Pritchard in charge. Um that's not to say that they haven't had faux pas and that Julia wouldn't be one of them, but the chances are incredibly lessened with um, big, big Paul Levesque in uh, in charge. I'd like to just make a pitch to WWE. There's Japanese men's wrestlers. You could just like look at them for once instead of yeah. all the women's wrestlers that we enjoy. That would be really cool. Uh <laughs> there's this great guy, his name's Hiroshi Tanahashi. Um like his <laughs> his knees don't work anymore, but the guy is but has charisma awesome. for days. Someone's um, gonna hear this and be like, Did you just <laughs> did you just try to get rid of Hiroshi Tanahashi? There's this guy named David Finley. He's the son of Fit Finley. You're welcome. I know you're in the. I know you're in the. I know you sort of want to keep resigning wrestlers, but I don't even heard of this guy Tanga Lower. Um, you used to have him in NXT as Camacho. Um, improved phenomenally if you want to take him instead and yeah. sort of stop him being in next year's G1. That would be just a a big a big we're, thing. For we're us we're guys. just trying to help. We're just trying to help. You don't. These you don't are need to keep looking at Stardom. <laughs> is my point. Um, but yeah, overall. The way we look at this is simple. WWE should be interested. Otherwise, you shouldn't be a pro wrestling company in 2023 if you're not interested in Julia. And Stardom's, Stardom's going to be okay. I will I will ask this to, to, uh, to close this out. Say Julia does leave. Terrible hypothetical, but <laughs> consider she does. Jesus. What three wrestlers are you pushing up the card? 
assuming that Utami and Saikamatani are already main eventers, we sort of consider yeah, them yeah. to be there. I, um, I will say Suzu, yeah. I guess we'll disqualify. She won the five star. Okay. Can't, you can't push someone up a card after winning. <laughs> <laughs> she's already had red bell matches. She's already won the five star. Yeah, she needs to push, Susie. Um, Don't tell people that. They will not like that. <laughs> um, Micah, for me, um, she's got all of the upside that you could possibly want, and she's over as well. That helps. Um, Starlight Kid, for me because she can wrestle either heel or face, has proved that she's not just a high-speed wrestler, which is what I was yeah. concerned about with her being pushed into the main event scene. Um, but I, I, I do think she just needs that one blowout match with Mayu to really cement herself in that main event. So her, Micah, and you know what? Probably Natsupoy. If, we, if we're disqualifying yeah. Suzu Suzuki, yeah. we are already... If we're I think we're in the midst of Suzu getting elevated. Anyway, mm. like that's kind of why I'm like, let's not, you know, include her. The moment she signed with this company, she's been a focal point. She's been mm. the, you know, kind of the leader of the generational struggle. Now she's won the five star. She's the one that's talking in every single Tokyo sports article these days. So she loves to talk. So that's not shocking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she she does. does love to talk. That's why she closes every show now because they're like, hey, we want you to cut the closing promo because no one else likes to. Uh, <laughs> so that's kind of the way I look at that. Um, So my three, I'm going to go with Natsupoi because I mm-hmm. think it's, I think the time is now more than anything. Like, yeah, this is, this is with or without Julia being here. It should be now either way. Um, Micah, I think, has that same defense, but since you picked her, I will not pick her. I'll, I'll give different answers. I think Natsupoi is the one I want to keep the yeah. same, though, for sure. Um, I'm sending Hanan up the card, actually, because I think they have a very special talent in Hanan. Future uh, Ace. She, exactly. Like, she's been deemed that for years, mm-hmm. and she's only just 18. But the beauty of stardom, when the likes of Io and Kyrie left, they went with the Momo Watanabe. And of course, Momo Watanabe didn't turn out to be their next ace or anything. But I'd say Momo Watanabe is one of the very best in that company. And she had one a phenomenal reign as Wonder Storm champion. I, I would push Hanan. I'd start giving her title matches like her versus Mirai's money. It's absolute money. That was one of my predictions when we did our five-star Grand Prix primer. I had earmarked that match because I was convinced Hannon was going to go over Mariah in that. Um, and then Mariah lost her first two matches back-to-back, and I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> I, had, I, had, I had Mariah losing to Azumi and Hanan. Yeah, and me too. Both of them because yeah. she lost her first two matches. I was um, like, God damn it. I got the Sayori one right. That's the only one I got right. Um, yeah. Obviously, Which is going to be a great match. Great, by the way. Yeah, seen, she is. Never a bad thing. Um, and then the third wrestler, Starlight Kid, I feel like should be a lock just because of how popular she is, mm. right? But she's had such a down year, so I think the the conversation really elevating has. her, elevating her is definitely there. Uh, but again, I don't want to name all the same people, so I'm not going to do that. Um, <laughs> I'm between two. And this one's, I think this one's more from my heart because it's now, because I think, I, I think Azumi has time 
on her side, obviously. And I think a lot of people love her. I always recommend her as the wrestler to show someone's mm. show someone as a match to get them into stardom because there's no wrestler in the world like Azumi. Mm-hmm. But I'm going with Azuki. Oh God, yes. Just can't I can't wait anymore. Okay. Like flashback to Ryogoku Sumo Hall, Secure Genesis. Mercedes Monet's in the ring. Azumi's in the ring. Hazuki's in the ring. Who are they cheering for? Hazuki. Hazuki. They love her. She's so over. In that moment, I said, I don't know how you do anything besides push her. She has one of the best matches of the year against Saya Kamatani. She has that trios match, which is one of my personal favorites of the year. Yep. Not trios, three-way. Um, she has great trios matches, though. Those, those, she she's does. good at those, too. Um, she she's in one of the best tag teams in the world in FWC. Mm-hmm. She, Her and Micah are the same to me. They both should be elevated no matter what. And, and Natsupo, I think those three are the people you hear about the most, right? Azumi, Starlight, Kid Hana, they have time on their side. I would still elevate one of them yeah. now. Um, but those three... You just have them ready to go. So if Julia were to leave, I think we've given six great wrestlers that are all worthy of getting leveled up to that main event, to that high uh, high mid-card section. Yeah. And then, of course, you still have Shuri, Utami, Sayaka Utani, Mayu Utani, Tam. Like, you just have just such a great top nucleus as is. Fuki can death. Fuki can death, of course. Absolutely. The four-way queen. But overall, yeah, Julia's going to be fine no matter what, I yeah. think. I think Absolutely. she's that type of star. We're going to selfishly hope that it is for stardom, though, because we wouldn't be stardom fans if we thought anything else, I think. Exactly. Um, Anyways, Rob, thank you so much. I'm going to kick it over to the rest of the show. But before that, where can the people find you? Um, you can find me at the Stardom Cast, um, all over podcasting platforms. We're literally everywhere. Um, you can, if you want to, you can subscribe to our Patreon, where you get lots of bonus content, including uh, some episodes with this handsome devil next to me. Um, uh, Patreon.com forward slash the Stardom Cast. Um, you can also follow us on social media at Stormcast. You can follow me at, at Real Rob Goodwin. Also follow Matt Turner because he's just a lovely bloke at Matt Turner. He, at is. he is. He sometimes tags me and ran the thing. I'm like, I don't know. What did I do? What is it? He's always. He's, he's just texts me and I'm like, oh, God, who else is leaving now? <laughs> oh, who else is injured jesus <laughs> especially after this week which obviously i'll get into but yeah everyone stick around we're we'll talking mega bane sari mariah may sendai girls a show and we're gonna preview a gutted tag league final so next up on our topic mariah may officially with AEW, she is officially hashtag All Elite, making her debut on Dynamite in a backstage segment with RJ City. Um, the rumblings were true, as they said. She is now All Elite. 
And before we get into, you know, the story that she's going to have right off the bat, which is good. I'm happy she has a story right off the bat, right? She's not just debuting and having nothing. Um, I'm beyond happy for her, obviously. Uh, Mariah May is someone who went to stardom and made herself a must-have for the top two companies in the world of professional wrestling. And at the end of the day, that's what stardom does. They make stars in pro wrestling, and there is not a better example of that than Mariah May this time around. She is someone who is instantly one of the top competitors in AEW without a doubt. She is as must See as it gets. If you have never seen her wrestle before, if you're listening to this for the first time to learn who Mariah May is, let me tell you, you are in for a treat. Uh, the best, the best way to explain the work that Mariah May has put in comes from my good friend Jordan Patu, which was said to say Mariah May has the look would be selling her short. Her most valuable traits are courage and bravery. It takes courage to uproot your life, move to another continent, and jump in the shark tank with the biggest killers in Japan, that of course being the incredible stardom roster. It takes bravery to debut in a major American fed and immediately take on a massively out of the box character. Those traits coupled with work ethic are what will ultimately see her fulfill her potential and set her far apart. She will be a star in AEW. And as I've been saying, when I went on shows and I said, I expected her to show up on AEW because I did. I was very confident that happening. I was a month off from when I said the soonest she could show up. It took a month, but she is now there. What I have said is that she is a superstar in the making. And anything less than being a superstar in AEW is them dropping the ball on Mariah May. I think she is undeniable. I think she is so fantastic that I'm not worried one bit about her not being a success. That's where I'm at with Mariah May. I think she is such a walking success, such a lock to be successful in this company because of everything she brings to the table that I just can't wait to see her step in the ring for the first time. And her story is this almost Tony Storm super fan. Uh, she went to Japan because Tony did. She wrestled in stardom, which she mentioned. It's an out-of-the-box character indeed, but if anyone's going to make it work, it is her. And I hope in the end it leads to her being just an AEW Women's World Champion because that's what she should be and nothing less. I'm beyond happy for her um, as someone who I interviewed earlier this year to see where she is now in such a short period of time. It's a credit to the, the way she put in the work to raise her own stock. Nine months in stardom, you couldn't get something better than that. Truly, truly a fantastic run that many of us, many of us in the stardom world are going to miss. We are going to miss her incredible greatness that we got to witness in stardom we're gonna miss her tag team with mina shirakawa we're going to miss all that 
but this was the step she needed to make. So I have no qualms, no complaints, just nothing but praise for someone who, again, should be and will be a superstar moving forward in this business. Maybe the best news of the week in terms of Joshi, right? I talked for 30 plus minutes with Rob about Julia and the interest of WWE and how anyone should be interested. Well, the best news we could have got was that Saray is not going anywhere. Sean Rossap had reported that WWE was interested in bringing her back into the fold after the fumble that was her first run. Completely their fault, by the way. She's one of the best wrestlers in the world today. I would argue the best women's wrestler in the world right now, guaranteed, no doubt about it, uh, just because of her catalog since coming back. Uh, but she, it was announced by Sukiban that they have signed her to a multi-year contract and she will be making her debut at their December 6th show in Miami in a four-way semi-final match as she will be teaming, or no, sorry, she will be taking on um, Ram Kaichow, known as Atomic Banshee, Babyface, who is Ancham, and Countess Sayori, Sayori and No in a four-way match. They also announced the rest of their card. It is Midnight Player, Bingo, and Ataku-chan versus Supersonic, Rico Blondie, and Stray Cat in your opening match. It will be Crash U versus Lady Antoinette, so you versus Risa Sarah match. Mayu Mamushi versus Saki Bimi. Uh, where and Saki Bimi versus Queen Takase and Konami, and then the Sukeban World Title match will be Ichigo Sayaka versus Commander Nakajima. So let's break this down. One, I did not want Sari going back to WWE. That is the last thing I wanted Sari to be doing because Sari is such a superstar. She is someone who has walked back into the world of Japan and got rid of any WWE rust she may have had and showed that she is the very best in the world today. There is no one hitting on her level right now. And the only people in men's wrestling doing that might be Brian Danielson and Will Ospreay for most people. That's how great Sari has been. You see her match with Arisa Nakajima, just this bona fide match of the year contender. You see the tag match where she teamed with Kyrie against Arisa Nakajima and Takumi Roja, a one of the best tag team matches of the entire year in pro wrestling. She is so much, she is so important to the scene in Japan right now. And I've said this on the show time and time again, and I'll say it again. It is why she was drafted first in the Joshi draft last week, which you could check out now on YouTube. Um, she, her, her importance is through the roof and her greatness is through the roof that you don't want to lose this so when i saw wwe was interested in her again i had fear i had fear we just watched Kyrie return and debut we saw the messages or the emails or whatever from kerm the reddit kermit guy who has been right many times in the past that Kyrie and eo are having people join saray's name instantly came up for people 
happy I'm not having to worry about that. All I'm happy having to worry about is the next Sariaism, the next big match, her match in Sendai Girls this past weekend. This is the best news Joshi has gotten in a while. And it is that Sari is here to stay. Sari has so much more to do in these companies in this world. And I'm all for her being part of Sukibon because the truth is she deserves another crack in the United States. She is someone who deserves that um, that spotlight. But I don't. I didn't want it to be WWE again. I want her to keep doing what she's doing in Japan. Keep bringing Zenjo back, right? Her her goal to bring back the power of all Japan women's and the feel of that and the physicality of that. The idea that she could step into stardom somewhere down the road. The idea she has so many wrestlers to still face. I didn't want to lose that so soon. So I'm so grateful. I'm so happy. I can't wait to see what she does now because, again, she is such an incredible pro wrestler and she has been all year long. So that's right. Suri, Sukiban, she's sticking around. Can't, can't complain about that. Like I said, just one of the best in the world. Now, this is a big talking point. This is this was a big story this week. Megan Bain is signed to an AEW contract. That was reported, of course, by Fightful Selects. Sean Ross Sap. And since then, chaos has ensued. Um, uh, points have been debated. Conversations have been made back and forth. It's a it's a he said they said scenario at this point, but I'm going to give my two cents on it. So, of course, I am part of Fightful. I cover Joshi for Fightful, so this does have a little bit to do with me. I'd say, um, Sharma Sap reports that Megan Bain has been signed to an AEW contract for quite some time. This isn't something new. She has been with AEW since before making her run in stardom. Uh, So the exact words were as followed. Sorry. Um, The exact words were as followed. This is what... Sean Rossap wrote up and we'll go over the back and forth. So Megan Bain is all elite and has been for quite some time. Top indie prospect Megan Bain isn't actually an indie prospect. Fightful Select has learned. Bain has been under AEW contract for months, although she hasn't been on television in the company in months. Bain instead was sent by AEW to work in stardom months ago and has been refining her work there. As of this summer, we're told that there have been no significant creative plans for her within AEW. The 25-year-old Bain has also made appearances in Impact Wrestling in the past. It was later added that Stardom claims that Bain was not sent by stardom or sent to stardom by AEW, but we have confirmed that she has been signed to AEW for quite some time. Um, so if anyone was paying attention to this, if anyone was on social media that night, of course, the English Twitter um, at we are at we underscore r underscore stardom 
um, said that she was not sent. This was not an excursion of sorts. Um, the deal was handled between Bain and them alone, not between AEW and Stardom. Um, it is a deal that Megan Bain seemingly went out and got herself, and she has been refining her skills. I've talked about it on this show. She has really started to put it together in stardom. She is going to go back to the U.S. as a complete performer, in my opinion. But ultimately, the main the main point is here of the he said he said she said is who do I believe? I think both sides can be under the assumption one way or the other, but if I had to guess, and I don't know for sure, if I had to guess, there is a miscommunication here. Probably Um, it was likely that Megan Bain was interested in working stardom. She did that. Um, Maybe AEW okayed it. And maybe the stardom side didn't know about that. That's the thing here. It's it's all down to the optics and who wants to believe who. To me, I I just think that it's a deal between Megan Bain and stardom that also happens to include AEW because the contract is signed. Now, I don't know for sure. I may never know for sure. We may never know for sure. But that's what I have kind of got the feeling from after the stardom response um, with the fightful reporting. That's just how I feel. Now, overall, has this been the best possibility for Megan Bain? Absolutely. Going and stepping in like we talked about earlier than Mariah May, stepping into the ring with some of the best women's wrestlers in the world have made her raise her game. I'm losing my voice, if you couldn't tell. It is almost gone. I've recorded a lot today. I am very sorry. Um, but as I was saying, she has stepped into the ring with the best in the world. She got a World of Stardom title match, delivered the best match of her career against Tam. She has been a great trios mate with Sue Suzuki and May Sarah. The, the, the dynamic between those three has been off the charts, has been hysterical, has been entertaining, has been really good in the ring. These are the things we take into consideration when talking about Megan Bain's decision to go to stardom. I don't care if she has an AEW contract. At the end of the day, she is going to benefit because she stepped into a stardom ring and nothing more, nothing less. AEW will be the main, um, they will be the ones who benefit from that for sure because when Megan Bain returns you get this you know this in- incredible giant of sorts this powerhouse that is so different from so much of their company that she is going to stick out she is going to be someone that you can build around as probably this devastating heel that we've kind of seen in stardom that is where they've benefited. If if Megan Bain doesn't go to stardom, who knows what her deal would be right now? Sure, she'd be working indies. She wouldn't be as good as she is now. She wouldn't. I'm just saying. She has put in the work since going to stardom, and it's paid off. It has paid off. We can do the who she said. You can believe whatever side you want. But at the end of the day, Megan Bain has won out of this. I think stardom has won out of this as well, getting to have her on her show, 
on their shows and be this awesome, cool, destructive force. And ultimately, at the end of the day, AEW will win out of this as well. It was a big scuttlebutt, a big back and forth that, you know, probably could be avoided one way or the other. But I don't care at the end of the day because I think Megan Bain has been really, really good. Another great um, international star to come into stardom and leave better. That is the best way to look at this. She is another one of many who upped her skills in the best promotion in the world today for the women's professional wrestling side. And to me, the best promotion going today as is, even with all the ups and downs of, excuse me, of 2023 they still put together such incredible magic because of their roster because of what they're able to bring to the table let's get into it now we have the sendai girls um review here we they had a cork and hall show this past sunday featuring sari in the main event so of course we're going to talk about it we're not going to pass up an opportunity to talk about sari and her greatness inside the ring and everything she continues to put together inside the squared circle because at the end of the day she is the best right now and she was able to put together a great match so here are your results um mio momono defeated eureka oka in a strong opening match i have been on this show before and i have said how much i enjoy the work of eureka oka i think she is such a strong um prospect in the world of joshi i think she is someone who continues to put piece by piece together and putting her in there with Mio Momono gave her a chance to showcase her high speed strengths, her high speed abilities, which I think is something that's so important, especially for a wrestler like her who is, you know, smaller in stature, but I I do think she packs an interesting punch per se when it comes to her overall output. Mio Momono, of course, won, but this was such a good way to open the show. Next up, we had the Sendai Girls uh, trainees, Yuna and Rhea Maramori, take on the Evil Girls trainees of Chi-Chi and Zones. Uh, I think it's very apparent that Chi-Chi and Zones are both going to be real deals in the Joshi scene within the next couple of years. They, you know, I don't think uh, Suwama and Shuji Ishikawa, who of course run Evo Girls could have picked a better two to join and a better two to kind of push forward the idea of Evo Girls and these two. They're really putting in the work to do that. So overall, I think it's been great. Overall, I think they're going to keep getting better. Zones offers this powerhouse um, Micah-like skill, I think. Like, if you want a comparison, it's like a little bit of Micah, a little bit of Hashimoto. If she can connect all of that she's going to be a special wrestler and then chi chi is you know she's a tall uh a tall i won't i don't want to like just go and say like ace but she is someone that 
you could see be a world champion somewhere down the line for a company. I think both of them are. If you have future world champions in a form, of course, in Joshi, you never know what their future holds. But if they stay with this, I think they can both be huge players in the Joshi scene. Like I said, they're both going to be appearing on the next New Blood, which is very exciting. That will be a New Blood show that is well worth um your eyes because I think it's a very strong show once again. Uh, Sakura Hirota Miki Takase face off with Hirota getting the win twice in seconds before Takase would get the win in the end. You had Hiroya Matsumoto and Lena Cross defeating Minami and Ryo Mizunami. Lena Cross will be uh, fighting for the Sendai Girls tag team titles this upcoming weekend alongside Venny. That show will not be airing live, so I'm not going to preview it or anything. I may never see it. So that's the problem there. But it is happening, so I thought I'd let you know why they got the win. My voice is an absolute mess. I need to get a sip of water. One second, please. We move forward here. There we go. My voice is a little bit better. We move forward here. Team 200 kilograms versus... Uh, Riko Kawahata and Takumi Aroha. This was the best Takumi Aroha has looked all year long. I have watched a lot of Takumi Aroha matches, whether it be Marvelous, whether it be West Coast Pro. She hasn't been this good once. That is not a shot at her. It is more of a shot of her opportunities. This was her chance to get in the ring with Jahiro Hashimoto and you. You don't miss against them. You can't miss against them or you're going to look you're just not going to look good. I'll tell you that because they make you bring out the best. Rico Kawahata, my goodness. Let's let's talk about Rico. I think she is such a good prospect. And I am of the belief that if Magenta were in another company or they got more matches consistently, they got to win more consistently, they'd be one of the best tag teams in the world today. I firmly believe that. But seeing Rico get this highlight spot next to Takumi was a really good spot for her. And, you know, as we often say, Team 200 kilograms, they never fail. They never let you down. They always deliver. It's what they do um they're one of the best tag teams in the world for a reason they continuously deliver in these smaller matches that don't have the belts on the line they continuously deliver in the big title matches they just are so consistently great that you almost you don't second guess but you almost lose appreciation for how good they are because it's almost as if every match they have, you should check out because it has the chance to be great. That is a special trait for a tag team. And in a year where tag team wrestling hasn't been all as strong as we're used to, if we could see their full catalog, they could be running away with tag team of the year, but we can't. So it's what it is. Of course, they got the win here. The semi-main event was a hardcore match between Dash, Chisako, and Aja Kong. Yes, the legendary Aja Kong was in a steel cage match. But let's let's talk about it, shall we? Um, this match was far more hostile, far more crazy. It was just, it was so exciting. And I think... When it comes to 
an Aja Kong match in the year 2023. You don't really know what to expect. Of course, I praised her match with Yuki Arai earlier this year. I think she's always good with the rookies. But in this match, a hardcore match, what was she going to be willing to do? Oh, that's right. She was willing to go through a table. A table. Dash Chisako hits the splash from the top of the ladder all the way down to the floor, taking out Aja Kong. Aja Kong, like I was, I was stunned. Aja Kong was willing to give Dash a lot in this match, and while Aja still won in the end, this was probably Aja Kong's best match, and I have no idea. I could not begin to tell you her last great match. I thought this was the second best match of the night. This and the tag were really close for me. Um, it's either or I probably, I actually probably favored the tag just because that's more my preference. And I don't always love the plunder matches at this, at this rate, but they had a really good plunder match and they really were able to capitalize on Dash's specialty in this match set. And in the main event, we had somewhat of a high speed main event caliber slug fest between Mega Wada and Sari. The voice is gone again. Um, when you watch, I'm, I'm going to praise Sari again. This is why I, I didn't focus too long. Is when you watch Sari since coming back, there is such a belief in herself, such a apparent confidence in herself, and. She knows what she's able to do in there, and I think that's just what raises her game more than anyone else. I think when she steps into a match, she has an objective, and that is to make it as brutal as possible. This match was 10 minutes. I Let me get the official time. This match was 10 minutes and 28 seconds. Sari pinning the Sendai Girls World Champion in the middle of the ring in almost a shock, but it was so physical. It was so fast-paced. It was so good. It was the best match of the night. The I haven't watched the um, Stardom Tag League matches, um, unfortunately, because I just I just didn't have the time to get to it. Um, but this was probably the best Joshi match of the weekend. Like, go out of your way to see this. Um, I just think Sari is at such a higher level than pretty much everyone outside of Stardom now. Um, and most of, like, she's, I, I hold her on a pedestal, uh, you know, like, that's why I'm so excited she's still back. You watch this match, and if you were to watch this match in a bubble, right, you don't know who Sari is, you don't know who Iwata is, you just put this match on, you're going to leave it thinking these two hate them, hate each other. And this is just the first of what is likely to be more matches between this duo. I'm sure that Sari will challenge for the Sendai Girls World Championship sooner rather than later after pinning the Sendai Girls World Champion in the middle of the ring. And I can't wait for that. A better match is to be had. They put a lot out there on the platter without really going to 
the highest of levels. If you were to rate this on a four match or a five star scale, I'm sure you'd be around four. That's how good it was in such a short amount of time. If you want recommendations from this Sunday Girl show, because I believe it still is available on Zyko.whatever, Zyko.com. I don't remember what it's called. But if you want to go check out something, watch the final three matches. You will not be let down. Sunday Girls continues to live up to the hype that I have given it uh, when it is viewable. And our final topic of the first free episode, now that we're back, now that we're in the new era of the five-star Joshi show, it is the 13th Goddess of Stardom finals this coming weekend. And there's a lot to talk about with Stardom. As I hinted earlier, it was announced this week that Tam will be missing Gold Rush. She will not be vacating the title just yet. Perhaps they're saving that for some reason. Well, obviously, they're holding a hope that she can defend against Sue Suzuki eventually. But for now, but for now, she is not going to be defending she is out of gold rush that's news number one news number two is hanan will miss the weekend due to appendicitis acute appendicitis she will miss at least these three shows including her homecoming show that's upsetting mayu yutani is not in Japan. She is defending her IWGP Women's Championship at New Japan Lone Star Shootout this upcoming Friday. So the day that this has dropped, she is defending that. That should be an absolutely fantastic match. That very well could be one of the best women's matches of the year if they reach the absolute highest of levels. Now, the only thing holding that back will be production on... The New Japan US side, I think that is a problem. And it will also be how into the crowd how into it is the crowd. But this is the best of CMLL going against the best of stardom. You can't complain about that. You cannot. 70 Vacare is phenomenal. And obviously, you know my feelings about Mayu Iwatani and her abilities. I can't wait for that. I will be reviewing that next week. We'll also be uh, previewing Gold Rush, of course, which is very exciting. But let's get into this weekend's Tag League matches. We'll break it down. I'll give you my prediction for the finals, seeing that FWC's out. Eye Contact is now out. Um, there's a lot of teams out. We are down to a very, very small crew. Um, so the so heading into Friday, because they're running three days of shows. So heading into Friday, here are as follows. Here are the standings. Mafia Bella with four points. Um, <clears throat> Moonlight Venus with two points. So they're out. I'll just I'll just say that now. I think Mafia Bella still has a shot technically. Um but you know, uh Shuri and Saki Kashima also at four points. I believe they are still in it. Uh Crazy Star sitting at three, one, and one. I think if they win, they're in essentially at this stage. Uh maximum mini. There are two. They are eliminated. XL, Momowatanabe, and Natsuko Tora. They sit at six points. They got a good shot. And Prominence sits at 2-0-1. Oh, 
with plenty of matches to go, they could get themselves into the tournament. On the blue goddess block side, Cosmic Angels, of course, Yuna and Tam Nakano, they have taken all the L's. They are not going to be getting in to the finals. They have been out since the very beginning. Um, Eye Contact sits at eight points. They have done all of their tag league matches. Technically, they still have a shot, but since Hanan will not be on the show and Mayu Iwatani is in the U.S., they're not winning. Mariah and my soccer, I sit at three and one with six points. They have a shot. Uh, FWC ultimately went one and three. They had to give up their, once Kogan got hurt, they were eliminated by default. O2 line sits at two and two with four points. Um, I believe they have a shot. Divine Kingdom sits at two and one with four points. They'll be trying to keep themselves afloat. I think they're the favorites now for this turn. And then Ami Serene Lady C sit at two points with a one and two record. So the schedule is as followed this upcoming weekend. We have a, uh, we have three tournament matches on Friday. They will be Divine Kingdom versus O2 Line. I'm going to pick Divine Kingdom there, pretty much eliminating O2 Line from contention. And then we'll have the Red Goddess block, Natsuko Tora, Momo Watanabe versus Risa Sarah and Kurumi Haragi. Prominence undefeated at this stage. I think XL gets the win here. I think they have a real shot of getting to the finals. And then we have Mafia Bella versus Shuri and Saki Kashima. The loser of this match will essentially be eliminated. If I had to guess, I'm thinking Shuri and Saki take it home. I think they lock themselves in to a potential uh, finalist spot on that final night by keeping themselves alive here. Uh, the next night on Saturday, we have two tournament matches. It will be Divine Kingdom versus My Sakurai and Mirai. I think this is where Divine Kingdom gets yet another win, heading into the final night with just one loss and getting an automatic win with FWC not being available, which I'm going to be quite quite frank with you. I just expect Divine Kingdom to move on to the finals. And then in the um, in the other match, it will be Hanako and Sai Ida versus Prominence, Risa Sarah and Kurumi Haragi. I do believe Risa Sarah and Kurumi Haragi win that one, leaving them with one loss and one draw heading into the final night. And the final night of the tournament, let's make our picks now. I know a lot of people that are listening to this probably aren't even following Tag League, but that, that's what I'm here for, baby. That's why I'm here to help you, to help guide you help get you there unfortunately by the way on that saturday show we had hazuki and han on set to go against crazy star now will be hazuki versus suzuki versus may sarah so that'd be pretty sick but still that would be a great tag team match in han's homecoming so the finals of the uh the tag league are as follows this will be taking place at the in Nagata, um, I don't know what the arena is, but it will be taking place in Nagata. They have not announced a pay-per-view link here. Tickets probably aren't selling all too well. 
Um, this tournament has been so gutted, right? Originally set for this was Divine Kingdom versus FWC. Uh, I believe Crazy Star was supposed to be facing uh crazy no crazy star has a match but my point is you know fwc not being on this show that's the real one that hurts overall it was supposed to be them and divine kingdom so that was the key matchup on the final night so here's your card as followed you have a five-way battle it'll be Unamizumori versus Suzuki versus ruaka versus hanako versus saida hazuki should be winning that match that has no stakes uh divine kingdom will compete though and they will take on O2 line in a Blue Stars matchup from previous. Um, when did they just, did I just say when they faced off? Was that on Friday? Um, my brain has failed me. Um, let me. Let me double check. Let me double check. Yeah, so they're facing twice in two days. Um, if they get the upset there, I can see Divine Kingdom. If, if uh, Azumi and... Um, Awasaki were to get an upset, then I could see that always being a way for them to get payback and then go to the finals later that night, just as is. Uh, Mariah and my soccer, I will take on Ami Sarai and Lady C. I see Lady C and Ami Sarai pulling off the upset there because they're kind of building a little bit of tension between the new eras. We'll have Mia Shirakawa and Wakasukiyama versus Natsuko Tora and Momo Watanabe. I'm calling it upset here. I think Mina and Waka officially eliminate Team XL from the Goddess of Stardom Tag League. We will have Sue Suzuki and May Sarah versus Shuri and Saki Kashima. There's a real chance this match decides the winner of the block. Um, if I'm booking, and I'm assuming Divine Kingdom probably wins this at this point. I would put Crazy Star in because I would continue building that May Sarah, uh, not May Sarah, uh, Sue Suzuki and Micah story. This time, Micah gets the upper hand, winning the tag league. I think it would be great. Like, that's what I would do at this point. I think Divine Kingdom wins, and then we will have prominence versus mafia bella i think mafia bella pulls off the win there to eliminate prominence once and for all so my final is projected to be divine kingdom versus crazy star in what would be a phenomenal final at that really continue to build off crazy star as a duo because obviously i think we all know they're phenomenal and then instantly put divine kingdom in a huge spot now if megan bain gets called back to aw because they have the chance they i'm sure that's a possibility. Um, maybe you don't have them win. But if you give crazy, crazy Star one, that's three tournament wins for Suzuki in one year. And maybe that's when you should have had Shuri and Saki win. If Divine Kingdom's winning this tournament, I put Crazy Star in the finals. If they're losing this tournament, I think Shuri and Sakashima or Team XL, Natsuko Tora, and Momo Watanabe make the most sense to win and go on to face Sayori and Natsupoi at the year-end event. But I don't know anything for sure. I don't. Tag League has been a mess. I think everyone knows that. Unfortunately, this is just the way it goes. Injuries happen. Things are unfortunate. You, you can't really... You can't really predict one way or the other how this was going to go. Um, you know, it started off. It started off some, with some weird teams, 
And by the end, all the great teams were hurt. Um, not all of them, but FWC not being in this anymore stinks because they were just so fantastic early on in this tournament. Um, and I, I know a lot of people don't have much care, but this sets up for Queendom. We should get our tag title match by the end of this. Divine Kingdom versus Sayori. And not to play the big possibility, one that I think would be a great match. But but I want Micah to get the wonder of stardom title match. So I would be perfectly fine if they lost here and they gave Shuri a big spot. But I don't believe that to be the case either because I think Shuri's having a big match at Queendom. Uh, but yeah, it's um, it's a mess. It's a mess. XL is always a possibility too. But it's completely a mess. No idea. No idea how to project any of this. So yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, I appreciate if you are joining me for the first time, listening to the first free show. Please make sure to subscribe to the fight or uh, fight <sighs> fight game media network um, free feed here. That's on Spotify. That you listen to this podcast. It's the only way to keep up. I'm the main one on the free feed. There'll be a free show from Patreon too, so you get. A little bit of bang for your buck almost just by subscribing get some free shows. So that's a lot of fun. But thank you so much for listening. If you want to check out my work, I have a Kanosuke Takeshita interview coming out today. Um, if you're listening to this on Friday with Fightful.com ahead of his match in DDT. That's a lot of fun. You could check out Stardom Road, my other Joshi podcast, talking about the history of stardom. We are going to dive into the career of the big rookie, Utami Hayashishta. Not the career, just the initial run. But the big rookie is a fun little story to break into. That will be coming out next Tuesday. Follow me on X at Scott E Wrestling to never miss a beat. Otherwise, I'll be back next week. I don't know when yet, but we will have the Gold Rush um, preview. We will have the Tag League review and whatever else the Joshi world brings our way because that is the beauty of Joshi at the end of the day. And, of course, we'll review Mayu Yutani versus Stephanie Bakher. So until next time, folks, thank you for listening. Thank you for joining me on this new era, this new journey as part of of the five-star Joshi show. Until next time, see ya. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.